This is the Fix It Show on WTMJ. Advice and opinions expressed during the program are solely that of the hosts or guests and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC. There's no such thing as no maintenance when it comes to your home. That's why we bring you the Fix It Show from 7 to 9 every Saturday. Get your questions ready for our expert home inspector, David Nason from Best Inspections. Here he is with his co-host, Dayton Kane. It's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Indeed it is. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. Siding Unlimited and JMB Construction, our sponsors. As always, we thank them for that. Happy holidays to you, David. Good morning, Dayton. Good morning, everybody. Jack Happy in holidays. the room as well. So um, it is, we're right in the thick of it. Like right. This is the weekend. Everybody's celebrating all weekend. Right. Ours already started last night with our family yeah. at our house. So. I did a little bit of celebrating last night myself. Shout out to my friends up in Appleton. Nice. Uh, Jim, Dwayne, Tim, and Steve. We all, <clears throat> excuse me, we all went out and... Uh, we haven't seen each other in a little while. I so wonder if I know any of them. I lived in Appleton for 15 years, you know. Well, I wonder if we'd I've ever have to share some last names yeah, yeah, off yeah, the year. Yeah. So. So, but but uh, it was a good time. Good to see them. So. so we were talking before we came on the air that it, it's it's hard to get dad a gift. So I want to start right, right man, there because yeah. we did do our Christmas yesterday mm-hmm. with my kids, and they got me two things. And it's kind of it's like an organizational tool, so it kind of fits the Fix It Show. But I want to see if you guys can tell me what either of these are. You ready? I'm ready. Organizational tool. Here is the first one. Any clue? If you're on the stream, I don't know. Are we streaming, Greg Hill? All right. Unfortunately, Greg's in our producer's booth. uh, Unfortunately, Greg is in the booth because that means Isaac is having some issues. Otherwise, and and Greg has to work on a Saturday. Not saying that he's not good at the job. That looks like that's organizing your golf balls. It, it could work for it, that. It's definitely reminding me of those, uh, you know, charity things where you put the coin in there and it spins all the uh, way around before it gets down in there. It's it's called a skelter. A skelter. Okay. And you put eggs in it. Oh. As you may know, we have chickens in our backyard, right. okay. so we have tons of eggs. So you put your egg in, it rolls down. The one on the bottom then is always the oldest one, so you know that's the one okay. you got to take first and use up before okay. you go. Oh, so I, I just okay. want to say if. If think people think that I was stumped by this, that's not a tool. Yes, that's cool though. Okay, but I would, a, put, I would call I would, that a knickknack. I would definitely put golf balls. In this there. is the other thing. Any that's idea what this would be? It kind of looks like a CD. It rack. says no, well, oh. it, it's got my last, last name on it. On it. Yeah. Oh, it's got okay. my last name it, like etched into it. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. I would the the my first guess is that it would hold a bottle of wine, but I or don't coasters. think it's going to be doing that. Coasters, coasters. is a very close oh, guess. Koozies. Oh. It's a koozie holder. It, do you, you have stack? that many koozies? Oh yeah, because we <laughs> right, by, right by the beer fridge as you're going out the patio yeah. door. This yeah. is going to go right there. Excellent. Grab your koozie. That on your I mean, every right? parade you the go to, there's is that not thing awesome? I've ever seen. Every in golf outing you go to, you get a koozie. I everything. love it. Yeah, koozie <laughs> holder. So, so they they found gifts that Dad right. actually was like excited to open, like yeah. whoa! Yeah. Well, I wasn't excited at first. I'm like, what the? Then once I realized yeah. what it was, I'm like, that is the coolest gift. Yeah, ever. I feel like for a dad, you got to find that great balance of utility and knickknack. You yes. know, just finding something something that they you really need. like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something because <laughs> right because we were talking when you go to the store as a guy, yeah. like you're shopping for other people and you see something like, yeah. oh, well, I I'm gonna that. grab that. I need that. And the kids are like. Wait, Christmas is two weeks away. Why did you just just tell us to buy it? So, uh, yeah, so let's talk about dads. Like, what do you get dad for Christmas? Because most dads have most things they need. (laughs) I was going to say, really, the reality is, is dad, you get to an age and there's really nothing to get dad anymore. Yeah. I think that. like there, there's three areas that you can shop for a dad in, and it's like barbecue or grilling yes, of sure. some kind, yeah. some kind of sport, and then some kind of handy dandy thing that you can get your dad like an I'm actual add, tool. Yeah, not, yeah. Not, not, not an. I'm going to add number four. Okay, and it, and it's not for everybody, but. Alcohol. Alcohol. Yeah. yeah. No, if you're, you know, if you're old enough to buy it, yeah, yeah. You know, a rum or a bourbon. You know, if that's if that's yours of <laughs> that's, choice. That's the and go-to again, for me. If you don't know what to everybody. get me, a bottle of bourbon works. Sure. So. And here's the thing. If you're going to buy a gift for your dad, it doesn't necessarily need to be a showstopper gift because they buy everything for themselves. And if your dad opens a gift and he's like, oh, cool, you know that you've done your job. You need to get to, oh, cool, for when you're buying it uh, shopping for your old man. A couple years ago, one of of my sons uh, uh, got me a coffee mug. I don't drink coffee, but it says, you know, 
most awesome. Now I can't remember exactly. It's, it's some uh, sailing <laughs> Captain Awesome. That's what it says. Captain Awesome. I'm a go. sailor. It says Captain Awesome, and I got it right on my desk. There you go. So, Hold like pens that. and pencils, yeah, right? Yeah, because I don't drink coffee. <laughs> All right. So as you can probably tell, we don't have a guest on this right. hour or next hour. So right. we love participation today. Absolutely. We love for you to call in or text in. Let's start with hey. Dads, what was a cool gift that you got at some point? Yeah. Uh, cool tool maybe yep. that you got? I got some cool tools over here too. Yep. Or if you have a suggestion for dads that you're like, hey, I got my dad this and he loved it. We'd mm-hmm. love to hear that as well. 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talk and text line. Also, it is Festivus. Right. So do you say happy Festivus, merry Festivus, or just I, Festivus to you? Festivus, Festivus for, for the, the rest, rest of us. us. I know that. Yeah. So we may go through a list of grievances grievances in a little bit as well. Um, It is the Fix-It Show, so if you do have questions about fixing things, we can answer those as well. Or maybe uh, we don't want to share names on the air, but if you want to have your grievances about a project that didn't go well or a contractor or something, we, we can... We can share in your misery yeah. about that. But like uh, you said, no names. No names. Old yeah. National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620. It is the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. David and Dayton. One guy knows what the heck he's talking about. We'll let you figure out which one it is. It's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. I should have never written that little intro there. just haunts me. <laughs> It's, per- it's perfect. Dayton Kane and David Nason here. Uh, Jack sitting into. Uh, we were talking about gifts, and somebody texted in. What was the name of the big black boxy item? So they must be watching on the stream at wtmj.com. It's a koozie holder. So you put your koozies. They stack. And then you just pull the bottom one out, and right. you got your koozies. So uh, going right above the beer fridge on the way out to the patio sure. when I get the time to put it up there. So. And then somebody texted, my carpenter husband is forever breaking, dropping, or misplacing his pencil. <laughs> Our son gave him a box of Carpenter's Pencils one Christmas. Perfect gift. Yeah, There you go. Very, uh, there's useful. nothing wrong with Absolutely that at all. useful. I was walking out of a customer's house on Thursday, and my pen dropped my pen. And mm-hmm. luckily, I noticed it. But a lot of times you don't, yeah. right? Especially if you're right. walking outside and it lands on the grass. You don't hear yeah. it fall. Or, or how many times when you go to somebody's house and they're signing a contract or something. Oh, do you have a pen? Yeah, oh, yeah and then sure, you here. Leave and then you leave without it. Yeah. yeah. Good, good gift. Right. We'd love to hear your ideas. 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talk and text line. Uh, if you were dreaming of a meh Christmas, <laughs> you got it. Like right. patchy fog, drizzle, oh, yeah. high of 50. Like it's yeah. it's not nice out there. Not yeah. a white Christmas for sure. So. so if you remember last week when Dayton brought in that tool that he's never used in 30 years <laughs> yes. that his dad gave him, the star. The star uh, looked like a screwdriver, but it had a star. And then I mentioned that I have a, a box and I'm, if you're looking at the stream, my it's a, dad has a one box. of those. This is from a Milwaukee, a Milwaukee tool, um, yeah. and it's got literally every type of head of um, of a um, screwdriver, know, screwdriver, Allen wrench, Allen wrench, star, slotted and uh, and Phillips head screwdrivers, um, extensions, and everything. And it's all in one place, in a little neat yeah, box that nice. you can carry around. Yeah. And with the the drill drivers that you have today, it just Slip in and out of the of the holder, and there you go. You if know. anybody from uh, Milwaukee's listening and you want to give a birthday gift, my yeah. birthday's next month. <laughs> okay, so, yes, uh, you could send one of those. Over. Mo- I don't, can I do Mil- that? Is that legal? The city of Milwaukee or Milwaukee Tool? <laughs> or Either or. Either Whoever. or. Uh, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it is that time of year when you're trying to think of something to give people. And um, how many celebrations do you have going on today? Me, like this weekend. I mean. Uh, on what Sunday is tomorrow is Christmas Eve, right? Correct. Yeah, so yeah. we have Christmas Eve with my wife's family, and then Christmas Day with my. Did you only have two? Yes. Oh my Man. gosh, I'm jealous. How about you, yeah. Jack? Uh, let's see. Today, going down to my folks' house for a white elephant gift exchange with mom's side of my family. It's always a blast. And then just immediate family, Christmas Eve, and then my girlfriend's family. The day after that, on Christmas Day, there's a lot of traveling, but I'm really looking forward to it. You know. Okay. Christmas is usually a good time with the fam. So you still only have two stops. Uh, yes, only two stops. What but like the heck? I'm doing life wrong. Celebrations well, to go to. I'm I used to wrong. have a lot more. We so between last Saturday of... and Monday, I have seven. We have seven. 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 Man, well, it's, it's like that's like Hanukkah. Did but you get an oil that's change? Because that's, that's a lot of driving. <laughs> yeah, that's not something to complain about. 
Well, no, it's of, good family, family time. time. Good, yeah. yeah, it's good. Yeah. But then I have I mean, to work a lot on of Tuesday. I'll be exhausted. One or less. I you apologize know, so. to any of my customers on Tuesday <laughs> that I come out and see because I'll be a little tired. That's all <laughs> right. Saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so, uh, so did you you mentioned that you got your dad charcoal one year for Christmas. He I literally did. It was got a Father's Day present. It, he, it was a Father's Day present that I think. Uh, well, I can't say what I got him this year uh, because he might be listening. Good yeah. morning, Dad. Yeah. I know that he's probably already been up for like three hours yeah. but uh <laughs> anything related to like the indianapolis 500 the you know the sure. uh race is he's gonna go crazy over but yeah i think the best thing if you have to get, get gifts for your family is like the white elephant gift exchange if you can somehow navigate into you know just everybody gets gifts through that way you don't have to specifically think about one person you can just buy a gift that like anybody might right. like which is great this time of year right. buying your dad Charcoal is like buying your mom a vacuum cleaner <laughs> or an iron, you know, right? Yeah. I mean, well, she needs used it. it the yeah. next you know, day, you get him something so really happy good, about but it. And now you got to go work while with the charcoal. <laughs> but dad probably wants to go out and cook out. And, you exactly. Know, That's and exactly the what he wanted to do. <laughs> so we've got some confusion on the text line. He said, did I hear right? Eggs can go in the koozie holder. And then no. We've got two different <laughs> items. Yeah. We've got the egg skelter <laughs> and then we've got the koozie holder. So uh, we do have more text coming in. We'd love to hear from you. The old National Bank talking text line 855-616-1620. We'll help you fix stuff too. It yes. is the Fix It right. Show on WTMJ. Happy Holidays. The Fix-It Show with Dayton Kane and David Nason on WTMJ. You can find the Fix-It Show podcast on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, Dayton and David here. We did get a text at 855-616-1620. said, I got kitty litter for Christmas one time from my mother-in-law. Yeah. Go figure. I love the go figure at the that, end. Well, so there's that practical gift. I don't want to buy this, but I know you need it, so here you go. But that's the dynamic between a daughter and a mother-in-law, you know? <laughs> I wonder, was that to clean up oil in the garage, or did they actually have a cat? That's that's another question. Yeah. All right, we got another one there. So, good morning, guys. It's a foggy fix-it day. I have a question about tools. What is the difference between an electric drill and a driver? So, electric and, and anything can be electric or battery. Almost everything's battery today. Right. Of course, electric's going to have more. If you, depending on what you're doing, you may want to plug in your tool if you want a constant amount of torque. Um, but... Them, you know, because the battery will lose over time. Over right? time, but uh, the batteries ever used you know, that they make today have so much power in them, and they charge up quickly. Anyways, so a drill and a driver. A drill is generally going to be something that you drill a hole with. So a drill bit, and drill bits usually have a round um, shank on them. Okay. So you put it in the in the drill in the opening, and then you um, tighten the chuck. Tighten, exactly a round chuck. I just like to say tighten the chuck. Right. <laughs> a driver is generally going to be used to drive a screw, a nut, a bolt, or something like that. And so, and the box of fittings or uh, that I you know showed earlier, those are basically going to be used in a driver. Okay. And so I have a little driver in my hand here and right now, a really compact one that I carry around on my inspections for opening electrical panels or attic access panels that are screwed shut or something like that. I'm not, you know, fixing things in your and during an inspection or anything, but so this is very handy to have. It reverses and forwards real quick and everything, and I can put different bits into it that, that I need. Um, and where was I going with that driver? So, oh, the other the other part of type of driver that I have is a, a uh, impact driver. So I was talking last week about a hammer drill. A hammer drill has a has a function where the drill bit. If you're using a masonry bit, goes in and out very quickly. Kind of pounds so it's coming, as it's, it's like hammering, right? You know, bang, 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 and that helps it drill. Whereas an impact driver, it it slips in the I don't know the rotating function, so it applies a little more. It'll it'll drive, and as you get down to where the screws almost all the way into the wood or or nut, whatever you're doing, it starts to slip a little bit, so they don't you know strip everything sure, out, sure. but it puts enough tension on it or torsion or, or um, torque, torque on it to get it tight. Okay. So, so there's a lot of differences that there's you're a lot of, looking yeah. at. Just then, don't go grab something you're off buying, the shelf. Yeah, and, if you're buying tools, usually you get a better deal if you buy multiple tools at the same time. So I bought a drill driver, you know, a drill slash driver, and an impact driver in the same kit. Okay. Um, I don't know, was it $200 or something for the two of them? 
How do you tell the drill bits apart from a wood drill bit versus a metal drill bit versus a cement drill bit? Is there a it, marking on there? It'll it'll say on the I know, on the but package. once they're in your toolbox <laughs> and somebody mixed them all together, is right. there a way to tell? Um, not that that's not, happened to me. Yeah, I'm asking yeah, for a friend. I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure. No, I mean you can tell definitely a masonry bit from a wood or or, or steel. Um, why? How? How? Well, the the masonry bit has a little bl- uh, um, kind of a uh, a diamond kind of shaped head on it. Okay, so it's and it's okay. a much much coarser uh, like thread or whatever you call it on on the on the shank. Uh, so that, that okay. it, it's you know you're not going through wood, so it's you're just going through concrete or masonry. All right. So I don't. I don't know. <laughs> you know. I know how to use the tools. They have them all. And everything. I don't. Maybe know all the the exact terminology of. Gotcha. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. The old National Bank talk and text line. The the text came in says it was for her cats. <laughs> the litter. The kitty litter was for the cats. Thank you, mother in law, for that gift. WTMJ's The Fix It Show with David Nason and Dayton Kane. Good morning to you. Thanks for joining us. The old National Bank talking text line is 855-616-1620. Bucks, 21-7. They're taking on the 16-11 Knicks tonight. So that should be a win, I would think. But yeah. you never know. Yeah. Any given they're on, Saturday. They're on a roll. They, say. they are on a roll. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. There's no guests on this hour or next hour. So anything's up for grabs as far as talking about fixing things. And we have Don from the West Side calling in. Good morning, Don. Thanks for listening. What's your question? Uh, I got a question on fire extinguishers. I just bought, uh, I'm not sure if it's Kid or Kidda, how you pronounce it. Kidda, I think. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yesterday. And uh, in a, it says it, it lasts for 12 years from the date on the bottom, which is 2024. Now, I have a, another one just like it that's been on the wall downstairs for at least 25 years <laughs> and still says full. Is that would that thing still work, or should I just get rid of it? So there's a good chance that it still works. It's just one of those things. Yes, yeah, so they, they fire extinguishers, fire alarms, smoke alarms, all that kind of stuff. Really, it's kind of a six to twelve year, six to ten or twelve year that they last. Um, right. So beyond that is you know it, it may not work. That's the only thing they right. can't. They they're not gonna. They're not gonna warranty it. Warrant. So if your house burns down and you yeah. can't stop it, they'll be right. like, "Hey, this thing's twenty years old." So it's yeah. but it's I mean, it still it, says full, but right. it's never used. But uh, yeah, okay. It, it's one of those things where you can't you can't really test a, a fire extinguisher yeah, without no. using it, right? And they make right. a mess. So um, it would it would it, you I would I would not necessarily throw it away, but I would maybe yeah. keep it as a backup. You know, don't okay. have that if you're if you want a fire extinguisher, you need a primary one that's within its its good useful uh, age. Yeah, well, I I just got like I say at Menards yesterday, and it says twelve years, and mm-hmm. it says twelve years for the date on the bottom, and if you turn it over, it says twenty twenty four. Sure. So I'm guessing twenty thirty six. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right, what I thanks. that's what I would do. You keep the other one as a backup. Right. Right. Good question. Yeah. Thanks for listening, Thanks Don. For calling Have in. a happy holiday. Uh, Festivus for the rest of us. Yes. It is Festivus today. 27 years, I think we've been doing it. Uh, 1997. Does that sound right then? 1997 is when Seinfeld like, rolled hilarious. it out. Uh, so this is. I'm going to call this the grumpy old man segment. Sure. Where I'm going to air my list of grievances. Uh-oh. You see if you agree with me on some of them. And okay. we'd love to hear from you at yeah. 855-616-1620. Air your grievances. You can call or you can text that old National Bank talking tax line. Here's my first one. So I drive a lot for my job, right? Yeah. All over the place. Mm-hmm. And I'm in a company vehicle with logos all over it. Right. So I have to be a courteous driver. Right. So when I'm driving and the person next to me turns on their blinker because they want to come into my lane... Yeah. I will slow down and let them come in. Right. I don't have a problem with that. I'm not in a hurry. I usually plan plenty of time to get to where I need to. What I hate is when I slow down and I slow down and I slow down and they don't merge into my lane and suddenly there's like a three car gap. Like how much more space do you need to to get in the lane? I can't give you any more room. So that... This is my first one. Because prob- it happens a lot. Because they probably forgot their directional is on. They, I always like they, joke. They put it on. If and their right one's on, they're going around the world to the right. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's my first one. Yeah. List of grievances. Um, people assuming my wife baked the cookies when I give them the cookies. <laughs> I mean, she did bake the cookies, but you're just assuming I didn't bake them? Sure. It kind of makes Do you bake angry. cookies? 
I, I well, I'm the Sue Baker. So I chop, <laughs> I mix. I, she does the like actual okay. adding of ingredients yeah. and baking because I will screw that part up. Yeah. Uh, paying insurance, I hate it because you rarely use it, right? So it's yeah. just money going out the door. But you need to have it in case right. something tragic happens, and exactly. you have to have it. Right. Anything from you yet? Any sparking anything from you? Um, I got more. Yeah. I the the problems we're having with well I don't I don't want to paint a broad brush you know just I know a lot of people are having trouble with with contractors you guys are a good contractor but there are so many out there that just I I think I told you when we started I'm involved in 15 legal cases That's right now crazy. active legal cases um, and it's just like uh, come on people. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. Yeah. Do the follow through after yeah. the fact. And 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 the 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 thing is, if you're a contractor, I mean, things happen. Things happen to good contractors. The yeah. stuff that's out of their control, either from a supplier or just, hey, we're none of us is perfect. So some something's going to get done wrong, or something's going to break, or something. Just own up to it and deal with it, and communicate with your customer. Because the communication process right. part is what is almost always what falls apart between consumer and and contractor. So, I, like I said, I don't want to pick on everybody, but there's just too much of that going on right now. So many people are afraid of confrontation. confrontation. Yeah. But if you have an issue and you address it right away, yeah, it's so much easier than if you let it linger and linger. Right. Like, pick up the phone, figure out what's going on, yeah. find the solution. You may not even be able to get to it right away, mm-hmm. but at least. You've talked and said, hey, right. here's what has to happen. We need to get this stuff in, and then we'll let you know right. when we can come out. Right. But, yeah, it's that communication and, you know, part. The, re- and the, the issue is with residential construction, every project that you're working on, you know, that, that's their home. The customer can, It's an emotional yeah. decision to decide we're going to remodel our home. We're going to replace our roof. We're going to. Well, sometimes that's a necessity, right? But or we're going to replace our windows, and there's there's a lot of emotion that goes into it. They're spending a lot of money and everything that goes into it. So anything that you're dealing with, as you, you just got to realize, you're dealing with somebody who's who's making a big investment into you know, into you as the contractor. That's so. why referrals, mm-hmm. checking online right. for uh, reviews, right. Better Business Bureau, like find the right. the contractors that are legit and that you know have been around for a while that right. are following through. If a contractor's been around for 30 years, they're probably doing something right. Mm-hmm. You know, if they've been around for four years, they could still be doing something yep. right. Right. But they're just newer, so know what you're getting into yeah. and see if you can find somebody to talk to about them. But uh, yeah. So that's a good yeah. one. You was, actually I, brought I, it back to the show. Well, yeah. well done, David. Well, I, you know, I, I, I like I said, I, I don't know if you can tell. I was just like, I, I hesitated yeah. bringing that up, but because it's it's a big thing that I deal with a lot, and I you just like to see it. all that work that I do. I, you know, it's part of my income, but but I I'd, I'd really rather not have anybody have any problems with the work. Right. But we that's not going to happen. That and the problem is that. Um, it's real people, right? Yeah, right? And their lives are affected exactly. by it. And now not only is the job not done right, now the stress of it right. is on top of them. And just and now there's more money involved yeah, and, and everything. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's not yeah. what people planned on. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. The old National Bank talking text line is 855-616-1620. Either something you need fixed or a grievance you want to add to the list, we'll take it from you. It is the Fix It Show. When we get back, we'll talk to Maggie in Oconomowoc, who's holding on the line. Thanks for listening to WTMJ this morning. advice? Call 855-616-1620. Our expert home inspector is here to help. It's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. He is the inspector, David Nason. I am not Dayton Kane. Thank you for joining us this morning, 745. We're going to see a high of 50 today with uh, some patchy drizzle throughout. It is uh, already in the 40s, so it's going to be a warm day. Not typically what you think of this time of year. But. Right, and and if it was snowy and cold, that would be my grievance, too. Yeah, you don't like snow and cold? I'm not a fan anymore. So you you're, know, you're Maybe not for a little bit. Minding this weather, then. Not at all. Yeah. No, it's great for inspecting. I get, I can see the roof. I can see the ground and everything. It's. I did slip on that. Here you go. I did slip on some ice a few weeks ago and twisted my ankle, so then I'm kind of still limping a little bit from that, so that I don't 
Yeah. Put that on the list? Put that on the list, yes. Put that on the list. Yeah. All right. The Old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620. We do have Maggie on the line from Oconomowoc. Thanks for holding on. What's your question? Maggie? Good morning. Oh, good morning. morning. Have you mentioned about uh, contractors and whether they're reputable or not? Is there a resource that I can go to that lists trustworthy contractors within the Waukesha, Milwaukee area? So generally, we refer people to organizations like the Better Business Bureau or um, NARI, which is the National Association of the Remodeling Industry. Now, there's probably a lot of contractors out there that are not a member of that organization, but it's a good start. Uh, the Milwaukee chapter of NARI is the largest in the country, and so there are a lot of members. Oh, okay. Yeah, there are a lot of members in there. If you look, just do a search online, Milwaukee NARI. N-A-R-I. Uh, right, Milwaukee Neary, and you can okay. do a search uh, on there. Um, and like I said, it, it, just because you're a member of that doesn't mean you're perfect. You know, every contractor, right. I mean, there's a lot of good ones out there. I and mean, just remember, every sure. we're all human, and, and what it comes down to is how is the contractor going to respond to either delays in, in products or a mistake that's made or or something is you you want to make sure that they're staying in contact with you and addressing the issues that that can and do come up during any project. And would you suggest obviously asking for references, customers that they've worked for prior to having them start on anything? Yeah, definitely you can do that. Uh, and and um, you know make sure that you're signing a a, a real contract. When you when you hire a contractor, <laughs> yes, we could spend both, and maybe we'll get into this maybe a little more in the second hour about contractors and contracts, and and just that whole okay. process to you know to there to really to protect yourself. A good contract between yeah. a contractor and a and a and a consumer, it it really protects both parties, the contractor and the con and and the consumer. So it's a a one page contract. That just says we'll do this, we'll do this, we'll do this for, you know, X amount of dollars, you know, sign here. That mm-hmm. that's really not a good contract. Yeah, um, that, that's a proposal. Yeah, like here's what we're gonna yeah. do and here's the price. Right. But then when you actually go to sign for the yeah. the project, you don't just sign that paper. There right. should be an actual yeah. contract. There's the Wisconsin state law, the ATCP 110 was a law passed about almost 15 years ago that states uh, very clearly uh, everything that needs to be in a um, residential contract in Wisconsin if you're hiring a licensed contractor, and which is very important. And that's so, more than one page worth of stuff. Yes. I think definitely. our contract has four or five pages yeah. to it. So, so. All, that, all that fine print, it's got to be in there. you got to be able to understand it. But, you know, the critical things are uh, what they're doing for you, the payment schedule, when they're going to start the project and when they expect to finish. And then how do they deal with changes, any changes, whether it involves um, uh, an additional amount of money or an additional amount of time on the project, all that should be done in a written change order. You absolutely want to have everything that's changed on your project in a written change order because you get to the end of the project and somebody, well, we said we were going to do this different. Well, that's not how I remember it. If it's not written, it doesn't yeah, exist. Exactly. Basically. And so that you you get a lot of disputes with that. So make sure everything's in writing. You understand completely what you're getting and what you're doing and what they're providing and how much you're paying for it. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate all these points. <laughs> you're very Thank welcome. You. To learn. Happy <laughs> holidays. Thanks, Maggie. Thanks. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, by the way, the Nary Spring Home Improvement Show is February 16th through the 18th at the State Fair Expo Center. So uh, you can go there and see a bunch of Nary members in one spot. However, I will say, if you have something that needs to be done, get it looked at now. Most of them do free co- quotes. Uh, by the time February rolls around, you're in a long list of people, and you're probably looking August, September before your project's going to get done because it gets booked up pretty quick. They should time that show a little bit differently. Or a little sooner, I yeah. would say but anyway that's it we do need to take a break it is the fix it show 855-616-1620 chime in we'd love to hear from you wtmj w277cv and wkti hd2 milwaukee from the annex wealth management studios this is news radio wtmj a good karma brand station 
advice you can use. It's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. And a happy new year. Thank you for joining us. Dayton and David here at Greg Hill in the producer's booth waiting to take your call at 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank talking text line. We do have a text here, and uh, Mark from Hales Corners is going to test my Milwaukee Public School System education here, see if I can read through this <laughs> properly. Uh, good morning, Dayton and David. First of all, thank you so much for doing such great shows week in and week out. I listen every morning and even go back to listen to the podcast. It makes my Saturday mornings. Thank you very much, yes, Mark. Thank we you appreciate much, Mark. that. Here we go. I have a stupid question. No question no. is stupid. Uh, I have terrible water spots on my relatively new glass shower doors. We have really hard water at our house and have a top-level Culligan water saw it still mucks up the glass and looks terrible. I've tried CLR, a vinegar solution, magic eraser, just about everything recommended, and can't clean the doors very well. Do you have any suggestions on what I can do to get the water spots off my doors? Ceramic tile does not have the problem and cleans right up. Woo! So, that was it. a lot. Yes, very good. Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so cleaning the glass off, the, the CLR, I mean, you got to get... You got to get the spots off somehow, right? Without really etching the glass, I would check with a place like um, uh, uh, Les's Glass down in in Hales Corners. He's in Hales Corners, right? Yeah. Les's Glass is on on uh, Forest Home. There, they probably have something that you can clean with. But I was thinking a product like Rain-X to once you get them clean, the, that's for putting on windshields. It causes sure. the water to beat up. It's a hydrophobic. Product so it allow, it it, allow, it prevents the water from you know sticking essentially uh, so once you get it clean you need to put something on it and then I looked up um, Rainex and they actually have a product for shower doors there you go the Rainex for shower doors or the other idea is like, like a lot of people do is put a squeegee in your shower and so as you're finishing the shower and everything just quick squeegee the inside of the door get the water off. Don't let it don't let it dry on your glass. Yeah, so that's that would, a lot of work. It's like washing your car in the summer. Yeah, that's ever, a lot of work too. You don't ever want to wash your car in the sunlight, right? Because or your you windows on spots. your house, right? If it yeah. gets too hot and dries up fast, right? And, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a no no. Yeah. Good questions. Mm-hmm. Keep them coming. 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talk and text line. Uh, we'll also take your list of grievances if right. you want to send some of those in. Yeah, we just saw one on, on TV. Transgender monkey studies? Yes, transgender. <laughs> Come on. They, they, had, they said on this thing, $900 billion worth of wasted government spending, right. and that was one of the things they mentioned is going on. So I, mean, uh, I, I guess we always knew the government was wasting our tax money, yeah. but... Uh, there you go. There's some proof of it. Uh, so get yours in. We do have a whole nother hour without a guest, so mm-hmm. we can tell you how to fix anything. Well, David can tell you how to fix anything, and Greg will get you on the show. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> Dayton Kane and David Nason, thanks for You're listening reading. to our number one. Well. There you go. <laughs> this has been the Fix It Show on WTMJ. Advice and opinions expressed during the program are solely that of the hosts or guests and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC. This is the Fix It Show on WTMJ. Advice and opinions expressed during the program are solely that of the hosts or guests and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC. There's no such thing as no maintenance when it comes to your home. That's why we bring you the Fix-It Show from 7 to 9 every Saturday. Get your questions ready for our expert home inspector, David Nason from Best Inspections. Here he is with his co-host, Dayton Kane. It's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Sponsored by Siding Unlimited and JMB Construction. This is hour number two. No guest again this hour, right. so we'll take any calls or any questions at 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank talk and text line. Right. Greg, the Pancake Hill is our producer today, filling in for Isaac. And uh, Greg, I uh, just wanted to know, have you started putting together a toolbox for the little silver dollar? If you, if you, anybody listens to the morning Weekly morning show, I, I believe they referred to your little one as the silver dollar. Yeah, that's pancake. how that's how I coined him. Yeah. Figured it was fitting with the whole pancake Take moniker. Thing. Right, <laughs> right. So I've said that I've I've for years now I've been putting together a toolbox 
with tools for my son so that when they move out, they'll have a toolbox. I'm just wondering if you're starting that for his first Christmas. You know, that's a good call on yeah. that one. I don't know if I've started it yet. Maybe by proxy, like yeah. grandpa's tools that go. are a little rusted and maybe like, hey, we'll just kind of throw these around when needed. Sure. Um, so, but I'm accu- accumulating plenty. He'll he'll have enough. That's Excellent. Sure. Forget Excellent. the Ed vest. Teach him how to fix stuff. He'll make <laughs> yeah, tons of money. Yep. Right. Nobody knows how to fix stuff exactly. anymore. So uh, we need Excellent. installers and builders and uh, right. that's a that's I mean, a way to go. The trades really okay, and maybe start the advest. Yeah, do both. Right. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you can go to college, but the trades are an awesome way to go. Yeah, uh, they're they're and they're. I guess, for lack of a better word, they're hurting a little bit. Well, I was watching a webinar this week that was talking about the future, like 10 years from now, 20 years from now. And they basically said in the remodeling industry, in the building industry, hire, train, and retain. Whatever you can do to retain those people who know how to build and fix things, because they're getting less and less. It's getting scarce when it comes to people who know how to fix stuff. Exactly. And I I might have said this a few weeks ago or so. I was reading an article from somebody, I can't remember um, who who had written it, but in, in it talked about, and I think this might be missing a little bit in, in the whole construction industry. It talked about training your people, training them. This is how you do something. This is how you do something. This is how you install siding. This is how you install a window and everything. What's missing, what seems to be missing, is why. And he had something, and, and I've kind of paraphrased it, is it's essential that the people doing the, uh, the work understand why they need to do it correctly. When they don't, the risk for errors increases. Right. So why are we installing the siding this way? Why are we putting the Tyvek tape or the, the tape around a window opening. Why are, you know, why are shingles installed this way when you start on one corner and you, you work your way to the, to the left or to the right. And then the next row is staggered. And then the next row after that is staggered. Why are we putting flashings in the way we're, we're doing this? You know, this is how, but why? Right. And that, that seems to be missing because if you're, your worker, the person who's doing the work, doesn't understand why they, why it needs to be done that way. That again, like I said, there's, that's when the errors uh, increase, because in most cases on the exterior of the house, why is so we don't get water in your house or in the walls or we don't get water damage and everything. So that's, I think that's going to become my, you know, I'm going to take that on. Uh, Not just how, but why. Yeah. And anytime I'm talking with somebody and anytime if I'm giving a presentation, I'm going to kind of champion that. Why are we doing this? Good idea. Not just how, but why. You're a wise sage, David Mason. I I do read a lot of stuff. um, I'm not sitting down reading a book every night, uh, but I read a lot of trade magazines and things. I get a JLC, uh, Journal of Light Construction, uh, as a uh, if if you're interested in any kind of work, you can get a free email. Uh, you don't have to subscribe to the magazine, but you can get a free email that has four or five articles in it. I get that a couple times a week, and it's and I it's it's tough keeping up with that much. But I'll look at the title and it's like okay, we're reading it. It's it's a great way to learn things because the people who are writing those articles are experts in whatever it is. Yeah. You say you don't sit down and read books, but you have a couple. We'll talk about those when we come back and we'll take your calls and texts. The old National Bank talk and text line 855-616-1620. It is the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Dayton and David, it's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Thank you for joining us. Early fog, patchy drizzle, mostly cloudy, a high of 50. Happy holidays to you, just like you expected it to be. Uh, in dark and gray. Where? And, yeah, in exactly. um, London. Exactly. Uh, 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talk and text line. We do have a couple calls. Let's go to RJ in Lincoln, Illinois. Thank you. Hey, first of all, RJ, can I ask, how are you listening to us right now? Well, my son Jack... <laughs> Is is the anchor this morning? So I tune in every Saturday morning to listen to Jack Brow. Excellent Good morning, Dad. You have to walking news. Uh, so, so I'm streaming you guys okay. in my garage, and I do it every Saturday. I love listening to you guys. You're very, very good. Thank you. We appreciate that. What's your question today? 
Um, we got a house that's 25 years old. Uh, we have a whole house humidifier that's been in our furnace since the house was built. And this humidifier, yeah, humidifier will not make it through a full season. It always stops working. We've had it repaired, I don't know, half a dozen times, and it never, never keeps working. We have two, you know, console humidifiers that we run through the winter, and they work well, but this whole house humidifier on the furnace just never seems to last. Are they just known to not last correctly, or do they continue to work, or we just got bad hard water? Uh, it could be the quality of your water. So are you, are you saying the unit itself stops working, or is it the filter yes. needs to be replaced? So the unit stops working? Well, it stops working. It seems like it, it never has water flow to it. Um, and I've, you know, I've not messed with it myself. I've got a pretty good furnace guy that comes and looks at it. They've repaired it two or three times and I've just kind of quit messing with it because I just, I can't ever keep it working. Okay. Is that just something that is fraught with maintenance that has to be maintained every year or, uh, you got any other suggestions? Yeah. So if you're a regular listener, we talk about everything needs to be maintained. So yes, it does need some maintenance. Typically the filter needs to be replaced at least twice a season, uh, uh, you know, a heating season. Um, and mm-hmm. sometimes, well, and what you, what's happening is the the humidifier is, there's a water line connected to it. So the water spills into a little tray above the filter and then the water trickles down the filter and the furnace is blowing mm-hmm. air over that filter. And then that's how the air or the humidity is entered into the, the air through the furnace. And at the bottom of the humidifier, there's a a drain because that water's got to go somewhere. So it's a condensate drain that typically goes down to your floor drain. And if if that drain hose is all black and gross and everything, that what's probably happening is is that filter's dirty and it needs to be changed. Uh And so if that filter, if that drain line gets clogged, then you can water can be backing up inside that unit. If you got streaks running down your furnace or your ductwork, that means it's leaking. So those do need to be maintained. Okay. But I've I've never really heard of anybody saying that That's the a, unit yeah. itself doesn't work. But it it's a definitely a you got to replace that filter every so often. So if you have a just in the general audience here, if you have a humidifier on your furnace for your whole house, they really do need to be checked. And that filter needs to be changed. Once it starts looking a little crusty and everything, go out and get a new filter. And honestly, it doesn't take long because I switched yeah. mine out uh, not too long ago yeah. and it's already brittle right. and starting I'm going to say at least twice the yeah. heating season yeah. and maybe more. Yeah. And, and so probably probably along with your filters on the on the furnace would be a good idea. Yeah. Just do them all at the same well, time. The filter on the furnace probably is not, though. if you have the larger four or five inch media filter, that can... And again, it depends on your house, and we've talked about this before. You got a lot of cats or dogs, or, or you know, you're opening their windows a lot, and maybe not so much in the winter. But you, your furnace filter can last up to like six to eight months, but that can be shorter mm-hmm. depending on, like I said, what's in your house. Gotcha. But this this humidifier filter is something you really need to check, and you need to also make sure you don't have it cranked up too high. Most houses, it should gotcha. be. Kind of in that thirty to forty percent range, we really shouldn't yeah. be going over forty percent with our humidifiers. You know, mm-hmm. in the winter, yeah, because yeah. you can you can be you know encouraging organic growth, <laughs> otherwise known as mold. All right, all right, RJ, thank you yeah, for calling. And thanks to, for listening. Jack wants to chime in. You mentioned dogs being a factor in the life yeah. of the humidity, and I don't know if you guys can hear the squeaking <laughs> yeah. in the I background. It was a parrot or a but that bird. would be the dog. The, the, that okay. is yeah, the dog in the household. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for that, Jack. I got two months in the garage here with me. Okay. <laughs> hey, Merry Christmas, thanks, RJ. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Be I proud of listening to your show. Be yeah. proud of your Jack's son. He's doing a good job. guy. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, sir. All right, 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talk and text line. When we get back, we're going to talk to Marty in Menominee Falls, who has a Festivus complaint. Thank you for airing the grievances. If you want to do that, we'd love to hear from you. And part of it's going to be he's holding on so long. And, yeah, right. <laughs> and, and a staining question for his deck. So it is a fix-it show. Thanks for listening to WTMJ. If it needs fixing, we can help. It's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. 
<laughs> little Run DMC going on. Thank you, Greg Hill in the producer's booth yeah. today. Isaac out sick. We wish him well and hope he's back next week. Dayton Kane, David Nason, Jack sitting in here as well. Just having a good time this Saturday morning. We thank you for listening mm-hmm. with us. 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talking text line. Marty has been so patient out there yes. in Menominee Falls. Thanks for listening, Marty, my hometown. How are you doing today? Oh, great. Uh, thank you. for uh, No problem on the wait. And I've got several items on my list here this morning. All right. Okay. Let's First go for all, it. A, it is a compliment for David. Uh, uh, he did a post-closing inspection on our daughter's house. And I just want to let him know that the report was great. And within a matter of maybe two or three months, you know, between moving in and painting all, all that we got the entire list completed from the major things to the minor things. Everything, it was checked off the checklist from his report. It was Excellent. great. Nice. Excellent. Thank you very much. Hey, Marty, I'm Appreciate three years that. in on yeah. my house. Could you come help me with my list? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well I'm, kind of build, I'm, I'm kind of busy right now with my complaint about people, my Festivus complaint okay. with um, people. People driving with their bright headlights on. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. On the on the interstate. I and, yeah. We never used to do that. Wh- yeah. And I don't know why people, you know, are we not allowed anymore to flash our brights to let them know that, hey, you're blinding me? I don't know why we don't do that anymore. Because you're afraid of being shot. Yeah. That's why you don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that, that works for me. <laughs> yeah. so. All right. What's your deck stating situation? It's actually a playset, uh, not a deck, okay. it's a playset for the grandkids. Uh, built it this past summer out of pressure-treated wood. The, um, uh, the wood was too wet to, you know, to stain. So I'm, I'm thinking ahead to this summer that what do I do that, that to – I'm sure it's going to be dried out enough, but what do I do to prep it, if anything, for stain? For staining and the the flooring, the vertical or the horizontal surfaces, I did out of uh, composite composite decking. So that's it's so it's mainly vertical surfaces, you know, the posts and the railings. And do I do any prep for that, or just go ahead and stain it uh, and then water or oil based? You know, so that's my question. Right. So, in the words of uh, the great Tom Faza, clean, dry, and dull. Anytime you're clean, you're painting or staining anything. You want it to be clean, dry, dull. So um, make sure it's clean. And in this case, uh, you know, it's going to be dull. Wood, pretty much dull. Um, but you also want to let it dry out like you're doing. So yeah, having it seasoned through that next year, but make sure it's dry. But but also clean. You want it to be free of dirt uh, or any any kind of other kind of oils and things. There are some is, prep products that you... Any, go ahead. Is there any way to clean that? Should I just hose it down and... Or, you know, like you say, I'm just worried about dust and stuff like that. Right. What I would probably do first is just, you know, you're not, I would go on it with either a bristle brush or even some sandpaper. You're not looking probably to sand it down like you would a finished piece of furniture, but maybe get rid of some rough edges and things, but also just take whatever's off that surface and, and, you know, do that and then gently wash it down. You don't probably don't need to power wash it. But just just wash it, hose it down, and let it sit out in the sun for a little while and let it dry off. And then you want to use some kind of uh, stain that's going to penetrate. There are some water-based stains. uh, Probably not going to last as long as an oil-based stain. But if this is a playset for kids, you probably want to be a little concerned about are they going to be, you know, Putting you know putting their teeth or their mouth on the wood or something like that. Uh, so I would go to a, a Hallman Lindsay or a Sherwin Williams store and tell them what you're what you're doing and get a good product. But I think it's always in the prep work. So cleaning it, making sure, sure. It's, you don't have any oils or other things on it uh, before you go after you know go after with your products. Yeah, I like that sandpaper and brush idea. Mm-hmm. That um that should that should work enough. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Good. All right, Marty. Happy Festivus. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Yes. yes. Thanks for calling Thank in. You. Thanks for waiting. 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talk and text line. David's got some books. He's got a tool over there, all kinds of yeah. stuff to get to. But as long as you keep asking questions, we'll keep answering them. Like a user's manual on the radio, it's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Thank you for joining us. 
It is that holiday season. We had a Hanukkah just ended, Festivus going on today, yep. Christmas coming up on Monday. Then we get into New Year's. It's time to gain weight. Just eat a bunch of food, right. drink a bunch of stuff. I love it. Yes. 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talk and text line. We're going to go right over to Mike in Milwaukee. Good morning, Mike. What's your question? Good morning. Um, I have a roofer coming over, and he said instead of replacing my roof, he said they have a product called Cericade, C-E-R-I-C-A-D-E, and I'm wondering if any of you guys know anything about that product. So we looked it up online because neither of us yeah, had, we did had not know heard about of it. it. Um, and what it's, okay. it basically is showing that it's a, a, an application to your uh, thousands of solid silicate ceramic microspheres. That's a lot That's to say. Nanotechnology, yeah. proven science. I don't know. Uh, again, we really can't. Neither I, of us have even heard of it, right, so yeah. we don't know if it works. If it doesn't, okay. what we can say is that if you're spraying something on your roof, you're not addressing valleys or penetrations around chimneys. Yeah, right. um, so it may extend your shingle life, is if, what they're claiming. Yeah, if like they right. said, if if everything on your roof is in still good shape, this might this, work. This right? can't. I mean, I don't think it can hurt the, the, the yeah. shingles. Um, Okay. But but the the important thing is you'd want uh, roofs leak where there's a hole in the roof. Right. I tell people that. Yeah. Okay. Right. That makes obvious sense. But what I'm talking about, and like Dayton just said, is where's the plumbing vent pipe? Where's your chimney skylights? Uh, where a roof meets up with a vertical wall? That's what I'm talking about. The holes in your roof. That's yeah. where the leaks happen. So this sounds okay. like a treatment right. that's applied to the shingles itself. And yes. not having any experience with it, I really can't comment on it. So, um, well, I told, I told, yeah, actually, go ahead. I was going to say, right. make sure, make sure every other part of your roof is in solid shape before you make a decision uh-huh. on this. I mean, I the other thing too right. would be if you did you have the roof replaced? Do you know what brand of shingles you have around your roof? Oh, it's been over twenty years. It's a twenty-year-old roof. I have zero leaks. Okay. I, uh, there, I had one leak, and they came and repaired it. And then, that, but now there's a, a leak in the garage, which they're going to they're going to repair. But uh, what I said to them, I want to have a list of people that use this. I want to sure. talk to people who have. Uh, they tell me they've had 35, 40 customers okay. uh, use it. So uh, I want to take a look and talk to the people that had it. So yeah. the that's reason, my next yeah. one. The reason I was asking about the age of your roof, it was a, if it was a newer roof. I would be a little concerned about does the manufacturer of your shingles, if if you put this yeah. on there, does it now void any of the warranties right, that right. they would provide you? So that that would be something right. if if somebody's considering this, um, check out mm-hmm. check out the manufacturer's uh, warranties. Sure. And it may say sure. hey, I will do if that. you do something like this, we're out. No more warranty <laughs> right, from us. Right. Good question, yeah, though, yeah. Mike. I mean, wish we would have had a better answer, but we just um, yeah. never heard of it. So now we have. Thanks yeah, to you. Yeah, we'll have to look into it. Uh, now you have. Right. <laughs> Maybe we'll get some more calls on it. Okay. Yeah. Have a happy Thanks, holiday. Guys. Have a good holiday. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. 855-616-1620. Let's go to John in West Bend. Good morning, John. What's your question? Yeah, my question is, oh, good morning, and Merry Christmas to you guys. Merry Christmas. Uh, my first question, Merry, thank you. My question is is that I had uh, duct work, my ducts cleaned. I have a duplex, and I had them cleaned recently. I put in two new filters afterwards. Within a six-month period, I pulled both filters out. One was horribly much, much darker and uh, tarnished than anything than the other ones were. And mine was nice and fairly clean for a six-month period. Now, the person upstairs in my duplex burns candles and incense, and I'm assuming that that will clog up a filter with absolutely no problems and issues at all, unless I'm wrong. Can you help me with that? You are absolutely correct, Uh, especially candles uh, candles that are in the glass jars. These decorative candles, they have aromas and everything. And then the jar okay. gets the neck of the jar gets a little smaller, and then then a little cover when it's not burning, you can put this cover on it. That jar, as that candle burns down, that neck of that jar is restricting the amount of oxygen that can get to that flame as it burns down. And uh, a flame needs oxygen to burn, so the less it gets, it becomes a really dirty flame. 
and it, and you get a lot more soot from that. Um, if you have, can if you go upstairs and you look on the ceiling and you see black streaks, like every sixteen mm-hmm. inches or so, that's where the floor or the ceiling joists or the trusses are located. The warm air with the soot in it is going to be attracted to cold surfaces, and it's also going to fall right into the ductwork and right onto that filter. So. So absolutely, the the well, incense and the candles. Incense is, really throws yeah. off smoke. I right, mean, it's meant to. I mean, right, you're burning. Yeah, you're burning something. Yeah. So, um, you know, it might consider uh, <laughs> uh, requiring them to not, you know, making a rule: no burning anything in my house, uh, or change the filter well, more often. For, Definitely have a fire extinguisher yeah, on hand right. just in case. But I, think, well, I, I got that for Christmas. We put new ones around and all, so good. we're we're set for that. So. All right, I thank you so very, very much for your yep. time. Thanks, and John. Again, have Thanks a good for calling. Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talk and text line. Uh, text here says, I have water under my furnace. Right. Maybe coming from PVC pipes out of the furnace. Can I take the doors off the furnace and look inside? Should I call a plumber or a heating guy? So a couple questions there. Uh, it's probably coming from the condensate drain. So a high-efficient furnace, we could talk a lot about that, but a high-efficient furnace creates condensation. And it's going through the drain that usually goes over to the floor drain. So one of those hoses could be disconnected. Uh, the drain could be uh, clogged and it's overflowing. If you are going to open up your furnace, turn it off. There's a fan inside there that can be dangerous. So there's supposed to be a safety switch when you open it up. The fan goes off. Sometimes, a lot of times, heating contractors, while they're working on it, They'll put tape over that switch or the, a screw into it so it stays on. Shame on them, but they do it. But turn there's a switch on your furnace that turns your furnace off. Turn the furnace off, open up the panel, look inside, see if there's any water inside. Then on the floor, it shouldn't be there, but at least it's on the floor. If it's inside the furnace, it can really be causing some damage. So take a look at it. If there's water in it, try to figure out where it's going. Maybe... Maybe the hose, the drain hose is clogged or something. If it's clogged, that might be affecting the, the function of the furnace, too, and get it cleaned up. But you would call a heating contractor, not a plumber. 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talk and text line. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'd love to hear from you. It is the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Bells will be ringing. Call with your problem. We'll try to solve it. It's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Thank you for joining us. Early fog, patchy drizzle, a high of 50 today. Yeah, 50 on December 23rd. It's already 43 degrees. Dayton Kane, David Nason here. It is the Fix-It Show, and we're going to go right to the phones, 855-616-1620. Good morning, Gary in Menominee Falls. How are you? What's your question? Doing well. Uh, Yes, I wanted to call and uh, uh, thank David. Uh, A few months ago, uh, he did an inspection of a condo for my mother. And one of the uh, issues that he identified was that there was evidence of uh, mice in the attic. And he recommended that uh, we have a pest control company come out and do a, a full formal inspection of, of that issue. As it turned out, it was a much larger issue than, than one would have thought it would would have cost thousands of dollars to uh to fix it so uh of course we didn't purchase the the condo but uh wanted to call and thank david for the the wonderful job he did in in preventing us from regretting the purchase uh if we'd have found that out after the fact sure well you're you're very welcome thank you very much i appreciate that i you know that that is the purpose i i'm i I'm not. I, I'm not happy that deals fall apart. It, but I. But I want to make sure that people are aware of what they're. You know, what give them the information that so that they can make the decision. So you know, everything can be fixed. Sometimes they are more expensive, like like you found out it would have been. So uh, glad to hear. Right. Yeah, he's very thorough, right. isn't he, Gary? Well, absolutely. Absolutely was a was a was a excellent report and. Uh, uh, recommend your services to uh, all the listeners. All right. Thank Thanks you. for calling. Have a great holiday. Okay. 
Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. 855-616-1620. How do people get in touch with you if they want to get an inspection done? Oh, sure. You can call me or text me on my uh, my phone, 262-443-8958. You can email me, uh, bestinspectionsllc at gmail. There's a form on my website, bestinspectionsllc.com, where you can contact me, send me all your information, and we can get in touch and help you out. When you're looking for the best, it's best inspections. Thank you. So, okay, real quick question we can answer before we get in the break. Somebody texted yeah. in a picture of their gate and their hardware on there, wanting to know if they can find a place that would sell hardware, I guess, for gates and certain parts for gate handles. Right. And you have a suggestion. So they said hardware stores don't seem to carry this particular type. There's a company up in Jackson. Uh, it's called Custom Service Hardware. They used to be in Cedarburg. It looks like they moved and it looks like they would probably be a source, I think, for just about any kind of hardware that, that you might uh, need. So I would su- suggest reaching out there. Their website, cshardware.com, but the company is Custom Service Hardware. There you go. We are going to take our final break. One segment left, 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank talking text line. If we don't get any more calls or texts, I'm just going to air some more grievances on this festivist. So <laughs> All right. we'd love to hear from you. Dayton Kane, David Nason, it's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. More of your questions next. It's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Sponsored by Siding Unlimited and J&B Construction. I'm Dayton Kane, and people must not want to hear my gripes because the phone lines are lit up. The old National Bank talking tax line, 855-616-1620. Let's bust through these quickly, David. Darla in Slinger, good morning. How are you? Good morning, David. Good morning, Darla. David helped us. Hi, David. David helped us seven years ago when we built a handicapped custom home. And he did a really great job. And I remember. I, you know, it's not a service that I think most people would realize that they need. But, you know, when you can, I don't know anything about house building, as I'm sure most people that are building a house. And you found some great things for us, like the roof and the bathroom. And right. got it all set up. And one thing that I was really amazed at, it was like we were going to put like a... Um, stone veneer on the outside of the house and you know you presented that as you know a possible problem with mold and stuff and it was just great you know a lot of the things that you did for us well yeah you're welcome i do remember working with you and and helping you out and i've done other things like that before or also since then working with people either new construction uh, a remodeling project uh, restoration work i'm working with somebody right now so that other than home inspections that is that is a service I do provide. So glad it all worked great out. Service and we, yeah, it did. And we've been there seven years and it's Excellent. wonderful. So Excellent. Thank you, David. Thanks for calling. Have a good, have a good holiday. Thank Bye. you. Merry Christmas. Oh, that was nice. Let's go over to Ann in Fond du Lac. Good morning, Ann. What's your question? Good morning. We have aluminum siding on our house, which is 45 years old. Um, just the east and west and the longest expanse would be 70 feet on the north side. That looks good, but the east and west is starting to turn black. black. Is mm. is aluminum siding paintable, which I'm really skeptical about, or should it be replaced? So it, it it's probably nearing the end of its life. That's the reality. 45 years old, everything does have a life. However, aluminum siding can be painted very well, very successfully, and it is it as with anything, it comes down to the prep work. It has to be clean and dull. Um, it has to be prepared properly. So a, a, a professional painting contractor, a Serta Pro painters, somebody like that, they paint aluminum siding all the time. And the reason it's very successful is that aluminum siding does not have any moisture in it. And that's why cedar siding has to be painted every few years. The moisture is always trying to come out of that siding, and that's what makes paint peel. And also the the stain fades and everything, but aluminum siding, if prepared and cleaned properly, it will take a paint finish very well and last a long time. Okay, so it it doesn't normally. The thing I was worried about was peeling. Again, the proper preparation. Like, yeah, prop, if it's done using right. the proper products, it should not peel. I mean, okay, it, it'll be a long time before it does. Okay. 
All right. Thanks, Thanks for calling. Merry Christmas. Uh, let's get to one more. Thanks to, for all the interaction, by the way. We're not to get going to get to everybody's questions. The text right. line's full. The phones are full. John in Appleton, good morning. What do you have for us? Good morning. I have a house 23 years ago we, we moved in, and it needs new shingles now. I'm going to have a, a ridge venting put in. But I noticed the, the last time they had the shingles, they put on the aluminum face and soffit. And I just see now that underneath the soffit is all original wood that was just put on when the house was built. And I was wondering if that uh, should be something done for ventilation. So, you know, typically, or you know, older homes, they had the wooden wood soffit and fascia, and then when they wrapped, and they just go right over the wood. What what should have been done is hopefully if they when they put a ridge vent in, they should have added more vents in the soffit. So all they really needed to do was cut holes in the plywood soffit, and then do the aluminum right over it and put vented soffit panels in where they cut the holes and so that there needs to be an equal amount of of ventilation in your soffits to equal the ridge vent um so that the manufacturer of the ridge vent specifies that so uh when you have the roof done again here and if they do a ridge vent again make sure the new roofing contractor addresses that and makes and puts uh, vented soffit panels in your in your soffits okay take some of the old original Aluminum, soft it off, and right. get some venting in there. Yeah, right. Okay, and you know how often, how space wise? Uh, again, there's a calculation that should be done. However, many lineal feet of, of ridge vent you have, it, there's a that you can figure out how much venting you have up top, and then you divide that in half, and that should be on the lower in the front and in the back on your roof. So it depends on your house. Okay. Thank you much. You're Thank welcome. You. Thanks for calling. Happy holidays. That does it for the show. Thanks to everybody that didn't we didn't get to. We'll yeah. be back next week. Right. Wrap up the year. Um, yep. And we do it every day, yes. every Saturday. Yes, exactly. Seven o'clock in the morning, right? Think next Saturday. Yeah. Okay. Right. You're <laughs> we'll here? be back. Yeah. The last no show vacation. of the year next week. Okay. And right. hopefully Greg is not back. Hopefully yeah. Isaac's back. back. But right. uh, he did a great job right. for us. And again, thanks to everybody that called in. Uh, coming up next, Rose Gray and the Fox World Travel Show. Have a happy Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Say hi to the fam for me. Definitely, you too. And uh, we'll do this again next week. All right, thanks. This has been the Fix It Show on WTMJ. Advice and opinions expressed during the program are solely that of the hosts or guests at Not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.